this Bible study is not associated with any uh, company, institution, or denomination. Uh, if you want to invite somebody, the text reminder that we send out, uh, you can forward that on to anybody you'd like. If you uh, have, you don't receive that text reminder, you can uh, send the word "game changer" all one word to four seven four seven four seven, and uh, you can get on that list to get that text reminder. Um, the um, I, I just want to say that through the storm, as a lot of people reached out and checked on a lot of the guys in Louisiana and Mississippi, and we certainly do appreciate that. And uh, um, I think the good Lord had a lot to do with that storm not being uh, as bad as predicted and unexplainable by a lot of the, the media. Uh, we did have some heavy rain in places, and hopefully nobody uh, has suffered from that heavy rain. But it, uh, it was one of those deals where that we are uh, forced to come out where we're uh, at this morning and uh, not have anything, uh, it was detrimental. So I'm going to turn it over to Jacob James uh, this morning and let him go ahead and lead the uh, Bible study. Thanks, Michael. Um, you know, just a word on that. Uh, for maybe a future uh, a future call, if anybody's interested, let Michael know. Or, uh, if you got my number, let me know. But, you know, there's been a lot of things that's going on in our world lately, and uh, such as storms and also, in our community, we've lost uh, three young people here in the last two weeks, just tragically. Uh, we lost them. And, man, it's so important to know what God has to say about that. And he has a lot to say about that. Why do bad things happen? And, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about that today, but if anybody's interested, man, we could lay it out in a quick ten minutes and say, God says a lot about that. This is why bad things happen. And maybe it doesn't make it better, but it helps you understand God and why these things are happening. And, uh, man, I would love to just walk through that uh, one time if anybody's interested. But um, I'll carry on with what I'm going to say today, which I I may be surprised what comes out of my lips because I don't even know really hardly what I'm going to say today. But um, so we'll get it started. Um, you know, I, I have the privilege of teaching teenage kids at our church and uh, six through eight graders. And, uh, you know, this past Sunday, you know, what I was stressing to them is how God desires a relationship over religion. So if you're just coming to church to check off a box that says, you know, mom and dad made me come to church. I'm just going to church here, check, check, check. Um, I'm going to pray, check. I did that. I'm going to go do some night or something. I'm going to do that. And that's really... God's not looking for a performance. He's looking for a relationship. And so the story that, that we're going to talk about today very quickly, I'm going to hit on it briefly, is, a, is an encounter, an amazing encounter that Jesus had with somebody. We don't even know her name. Don't even know her name, but how amazing and how powerful the encounter he had with a woman at the well. And uh, it comes to John in chapter 4. But before we go into that, just really quickly, I just want to say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning, God. Thank you for the people that you have led to this call. God, today, just talk to our hearts. Let us know that you're the living water, that you're really the well that we all desire. And God, that you desire us more than anything else. Each and every person on this call, you want their hearts and you want a private relationship with them. So, Father, today, just remove any distractions. Whatever the distraction may be, our work day, our work week, frustrations that we may have, God, just remove them right now. Father, speak to our hearts. Teach us what you want us to know. In your name we pray, amen. 
So this is a cool story. Um, Jesus is traveling with his uh, his disciples, and they've been in a place uh, called Judea. And uh, the Pharisees, uh, if you don't know, they're the religious leaders of the law, and they're going to run Jesus out because they're just tired of hearing about what all Jesus is doing. And Jesus is not ready to confront them. So he says, come on, guys, I'll confront them later. Let's go back to Galilee. But before he goes there, he's going to travel. There's, there's a corridor that usually the Jews take. It's around this place called Samaria. It's between Galilee and uh, Judea. And so they're going to go around it. But Jesus says, no, it's shorter, it's quicker, I'm tired. We're going to go straight through Samaria. And uh, the thing you want to know about Samaria, it's, uh, it's a place that no Jew would ever go, ever. Why would we ever step foot in Samaria? And the reason being is because the Sumerian people, um, they took on this religion as kind of like syncretism. It's what it is, is they kind of mixed bag of religion. They did a little bit of what God says um, and a little bit what some of the other religions do, and they just kind of mix it all up in the bag. And uh, it's very familiar with how our culture is today here in America. We take a little bit of what we like, of what Jesus says. Uh, you know, we'll take a little bit of what um, somebody else says, like uh, maybe your grandma and grandpa, maybe we'll take a little bit of what uh, Oprah says, and if you don't like what Oprah says, well, I'll just take what um, Dr. Phil says, I'm just going to mix it all up, put it in a bag. And as a result, these people in Samaria were very corrupt, and uh, and the Jews just didn't want to associate with them. So here goes Jesus saying, no, I'm going to go straight through Samaria, because he had a plan. He was going to meet this woman at this well. This was his plan. And he had a plan all along to meet everybody, every person. It didn't matter who they were. And so he goes into this place, and, and it's a place called Jacob's Well. And by the way, Jacob's Well, where he met this woman, is still there today, right now. You could go today, if you wanted to, take a flight to the Holy Land and go to Jacob's Well. Still there. The same well that Jesus And I've seen footage of somebody I know that's been there. So a lot of people say, well, the Bible, it's meaningless. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. These places are made up. No, it's real. It's real. It's a real God who desires a real relationship. And he showed this lady, the woman at the well, this. And so just a few of the verses, because we don't have a whole lot of time, I encourage you guys to read this when you get a chance. It's, uh, it's in John chapter 4, and I believe it's 1 through 49 maybe. But really, take the time to read it. But here's the thing. When she's sitting at the well, here comes Jesus at noon. A Jewish man, single man, should never be talking to a woman. Here he walks up to her, or she walks up to him, actually, at the well. And they've had this conversation, and she says, You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you talking to me? Why are you asking me for a drink? And so they carry on this conversation. And, and there's so much to unpack here, but here's the thing I want you to know. is Jesus begins to tell her all about herself. And he tells her all the things that she's done wrong, and she knows it. She knows all these things. She, she admits it. And one of the lines that he says to her, he says, go get your husband, Jesus told her. She says, I don't have a husband, the woman replied. And Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands. And you, you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. And she says, certainly you spoke the truth. And then towards the end of the conversation, she finds out that he is the Messiah, that he is God in the flesh that she's talking to. And she's blown away, by the way. She's so blown away that she runs off from the well, doesn't even get her water, runs back to her town, tells all the people in her village, come. It's Jesus. All the people in the village, come. But here's what she says. Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. And here's the big, the big thing about that. And he loved me anyway. He loved me anyway. I have made a mess of my life, 
And this man that no other Jew would talk to, nobody else thought was important, loved me anyway. All my, all my disgrace he covered up. My disgrace he covered up with his grace, his undeserved kindness and love. And that's the way Jesus wants to love people all around us. And so I want to fast forward. That, that was thousands of years ago where Jesus had an encounter with a woman at a well. I want to fast forward to 1992 where Jesus had an encounter with a person in Lincoln, Nebraska, face-to-face encounter with Jesus. There was a man named Michael Wisner, and he was a Jewish leader, a rabbi. He lived in New York City. He and his family were being transferred to Lincoln, Nebraska, and they were going to run a synagogue there. And they come into the town, and they're greeted by a man named Larry Trapp. And it's not the kind of greeting you want. Larry Trapp is the Grand Wizard of the KKK in Lincoln, Nebraska. And Larry Trapp for centuries, I'm sorry, for a decade, tormented Michael Wisner, absolutely tormented, called him Jewish boy. Anything he could do to harass Michael Wisner, he would do it. It's full of hatred, full of hatred. This was through the 80s. In 1992, Larry Trapp, the KKK wizard, was dying from complications with diabetes. He had one leg removed. His kidneys were failing. He was living alone in an apartment in Lincoln, Nebraska. And Michael Wisner showed up at his door. Michael Wisner had heard he was dying and he was in desperate need of care. And Michael Wisner took him into his house cared for Larry Trapp, bathed him, took him to his doctor's appointment, fed him, gave him a place to live. The man that had hated him for a decade, totally hated him, tortured him. And Michael Wisner was there to show the love of Jesus. And as a result, Larry Trapp came to know Jesus. The KKK Grand Wizard tore up all his, his literature, tore up his Nazi flag, And at the end of his life, in 1992, he passed away. And he only met Jesus the last two months of his life, but it was through Michael Wiseman. Guys, we have people all around us that we can show that kind of love to, and that's what Jesus wants to do. And it's not people that often we want to even associate with. I mean, the woman at the well, if you think of a person you would most disagree with politically, most disagree with their lifestyle, most disagree with their religiously, that's who this woman is. Do you think Michael Wiseman wanted to associate with a man who hated him and tortured him for, you know, almost the entire 1980s? No, but the guy showed him love and compassion because he said, I wanted Michael, Larry Trapp to see Jesus' face through me. And Larry Trapp has an eternal home now. So I think my challenge to you guys is, You know, there's somebody in your life that may need to have love. And guys, just go out there and look for people that you can love. Right now, there's a guy at our church. Um, his name is Patrick. I won't say his last name, but um, he showed up at our church about six months ago, walked in, and he doesn't look like anybody else. In fact, he's just out of prison. People were actually scared of him. Man, stay away from this guy. He looks different. He has black fingernails, earrings in his ears. He always wears dark clothes and never smiles. And my challenge to my kids was he doesn't have electricity in his house. He has running water, 
they don't know where his next meal is going to come. And my challenge for the kids on Sunday fast is we're going to love him, and we're going to do something for him, and we're going to show him the face of Jesus. So that's what, that's the, that's what I have for you guys today. And, uh, Michael, do you want to just close us in a quick prayer? And if there's any prayer requests, i just let Michael know, and he'll, he'll end us in the prayer. Sure. If you've got any requests, I'm going to stop the recording real quick, and it's lagging a little bit.